Hello and welcome to Season 2 of the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. The PAL stands for Pirkei Avos Lessons, and I'm your host, Tani G. On this season, we're going to be using Pirkei Avos Treasury, a book by Art School Publishers, and we're going to use this book because this is the book that my dad used when he went through Pirkei Avos when I was a kid. My dad, Alava Shalom, passed many, many years ago, but he was a big fan of Pirkei Avos. He used to learn it every week, and I distinctly remember him using this green book. I actually went through this green book once before, but now I'd like to go through it with you, Mishnah by Mishnah, podcast by podcast. I think this season we're actually going to slow it down and actually only do one podcast per Mishnah because each Mishnah, as translated by this treasury and as annotated and elucidated and explained by this treasury as Art School uses those words, goes very in-depth. We don't have enough time to read all of the stuff. We're going to highlight a few comments here, some stories there, some ideas here, some ideas there, some ideas for myself. And feel free, of course, to go back to season one where we went through this simple Perkei Avos. Nothing about Perkei Avos is simple, but I mean we went through the one that's found in the sitter, that's found in the prayer book by Art School, and we used the comments on the bottom and my own ideas interwoven. This time we're going to use a little more text-heavy, a little less Tani G-heavy. So we're going to use what it talks about in the Perkei Avos, and it's an ode to my dad, Chaim Yitzchak ben Michal Shlomo. It should be an Eloi Nishmas for him. It should be a Eloi Nishmas him, as well as my brother, Menachem Suvi ben Chaim Yitzchak. And as we go through the Sefer, hopefully we'll learn many wonderful things together, even though... We did it last season. We'll continue to keep doing it season after season if Hashem permits. God willing, believe Nedder if we're able to. There's so many different commentaries on Perkeavos. It's a wonderful, fascinating book. There's always what to learn every time with a different spin on it, a different commentator, a different commentator, a different commentary, excuse me, and there's always what to learn every time. So now in this intro explaining why we're using this time the Perkeavos Treasury. Hopefully you'll like it, hopefully you buy it. Every safer you buy, every book you buy, especially of the Judaic realm and the Judaic library, is not something you're really spending money on. It's something you're gaining mitzvahs, gaining merits, and gaining rewards from. And everything in this book is an ethical teaching, a moral teaching. It tries to make you a better person, a more moral person, as understood by God's laws and written by God Himself. Everything here comes from God through His sages, how they lived and how they teach us to live. And it gives a spin on life and how to go through life and how to make yourself the best possible you that you can be. As we said many times last year, there will never be another person like you. There never was a person like you and there is no person now like you. So let's try to help you become the best person you can be because I know I want to be the best person I can be. After 120 years, they're going to ask me, were you the best Nasan Mordechai and Chaim Yitzchak that you were? What happened to the PAL? Why did you never do it? Had I not been inspired by God to do this show on OT Talk with Mr. T, God might have said to me after 120 years, where is the PAL? Where is OT Talk? You could have done hundreds of seasons. You could have went through hundreds of school years and you could have helped people by just publishing information, which is free. The technology is out there. You can learn with us. So hopefully together we can learn different things and make ourselves better because it's harder to change a trait than it is to build cities. Birke Elvis teaches us later on, a great person, a strong person, is someone who works on his inclinations, not someone who can build cities. So let's look at the intro. We'll highlight a few things in the intro and different Mishnahs. Hopefully, we'll have time for some stories as well, as this treasury has many stories. If you're following along in the treasury, feel free 
during or after the podcast to read any commentator, any commentary, any story, or anything that catches your eye. We're just going to highlight a few things that are nice because we don't have too much time. We try to keep it less than 10 minutes each time here on the PAL with Tani G. So call Yisrael Yishim Chelek L'Olam Haba. All of Israel has a share in the world to come. A share in the world to come. The maxim of this Mishnah teaches that it's an incentive for us to apply ourselves to the teachings we are about to read. It's kind of an exhortation, kind of a motivation, sort of a motivational speaker idea to get us involved, to get us flying into the chapter we're about to read. It's teaching us that the world to come is the real world. It has the real reward that awaits us and is within reach, and we should certainly pursue it. And we should realize that it's we have the share in the world to come, but it's an imperative that we make sure not to do anything to lose such a precious gift and that we should try to do whatever we can to get that precious gift. A doctor who tries to prescribe medicine for his patients to get better make sure that they follow a strict regimen so to hear on a spiritual journey to be the best spiritual beings we can be the spiritual doctor God himself is trying to give us ways to avoid those fatal maladies and to make sure we're the best spiritually healthy person we can and Avos can help us get there so hopefully it will get us there Shanemar as it says all your people are righteous forever they shall inherit the land Netzer Matai, a branch of my planting, Maasayadai, my handiwork air, in which to take pride. That comes from Isaiah sixty twenty-one. A few things we should realize here that the real world to come is is not the one that we're in now. The one we're in now is very materialistic. It's not really what really awaits us. They say later on in this book we'll learn that an hour of spiritual bliss in the next world doesn't equal hundreds of hours and hundreds of years here because we're going towards the world to come rather than going in the world to come because the world to come is not a pre-existing place in which one's share awaits him but it's something we create for ourselves by the way we live in this world. We gain Olam Haba through working toward it, by performing good deeds in it, and making sure we do Torah study in it. We have to make sure that we have to do good deeds in this life. We're not... the. We shouldn't realize that we're dependent on the materialism, but we should use the materialism on a loftier level to make sure that it reaches the, the heights that Judaism wants for it. We take the mundane and we sanctify it. And then we should also realize that the term La'olam Haba is reserved almost exclusively for the eternal world after the resurrection of the dead. The Ramban, Ramban Maimonides, explains that it could also refer to the entire period of the afterlife or portion thereof. Realize that there's more than just this world. This is not the real world. The real world is the one to come. And God willing, the resurrection of the dead in the times of the Messiah, Mashiach, is really what we look forward to. When we say your people are all righteous, it applies the verse to the world to come. Since in this world, not all Jews are righteous, nor is there eternal life here. Rather, the world to come, all Jews are deemed righteous once their souls are cleansed after death. That's what we refer to as Gehenna. It doesn't really mean that people are thrown in the fire. Some people mean, think that it means that people are shown the video of the 120 years of their life and the shame and the embarrassment the person feels is as if they're feeling the flames themselves. The land they shall for and have inherit is the land of the living. It's an allegory for the spiritual reward of the world to come. It might be the physical existence in the world of resurrection. We don't really know what that means. It could also be inherited forever because of the birthright of every Jew. Just as every Jew has a portion in the land of Israel, so too everyone has a portion in the land to come. 
And when we say a branch of my planting, it may refer to the soul which God planted in this world to be nurtured and developed. We should realize every person has that spark and it could be awakened and enlightened at any moment. And they're put in the world to come, God willing, once they earn it through doing the good things. And we should realize we're put in this world for a reason. Like we mentioned before, we are here for a specific mission, a specific purpose. We have to find that purpose, cultivate that person purpose. As we mentioned last year many times, if you have something you're passionate about, what would you do if you had the entire day and could follow whatever dream you had? You didn't have to worry about money. You didn't have to worry about time. You didn't have to worry about other obligations and commitments. Do it. Find it. God, God planted within me a, a love for radio, a love for talking on radio and using radio. So we figured to do podcasts based on two things I love. One of my job, OT, Occupational Therapy, which is OT Talk with Mr. T. And the other of my favorite book, my favorite safer, which is here, the PAL with Tani G. You have to find your passion. What's your passion? What's your mission? What's your motivation? Find it. Grab it. Cultivate it. Use it. Make sure when you come to God after 120 years, you could say you were the best Nasan Mordechai or Soso, my name, and whatever your name is, you were the best you could possibly be after 120 years. Join us next time as we continue here on Season 2 in the Pirkei Elvis Treasury with 1-1 Mishnah Aleph in Perak Aleph.